0: can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, and I am so excited to be here with you today. Today in this episode, we are going to discuss the importance of having courageous conversations. And this is important right now because there's so much going on in healthcare that we have to sometimes be the advocates to initiate courageous conversations. And they can be very difficult, very uncomfortable but necessary. So really, I want you to get in your mind that we have to start becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because as healthcare professionals, nurses specifically, we have the power to be advocates for ourselves, for our patients, as well as for our profession. And that's where courageous conversations come in. So today I want to give you a couple of steps for you to consider before you start having courageous conversations with your leader. And all of you who listen to this podcast, I hope you take me up on this challenge of having courageous conversations and courageous conversations just put things on the table. It, it's a, it's a exchange of ideas, exchange of stories to hopefully come up with a solution, a resolution or something in the end. But sometimes you can just really have the conversation to put it out there for awareness, to get dialogue, to understand what other people may be feeling about a specific topic. And courageous conversations can be the first step to change in healthcare. There's so much going on in healthcare, and a courageous conversation is really doing something about things that may be happening that may not be benefiting you or your coworkers. So you can definitely be that advocate or change agent to have the conversation. And it doesn't just have to be with leaders. It can be with coworkers to get an understanding of other people's perspective on specific things that are going on. An example of a courageous conversation can be all nurses, not all, many nurses are stressed What are we doing about stress on my unit, in my institution, in my group, right? So this doesn't just have to be at work, but any aspect of your life. So what are we doing about employees being stressed out? That can take a courageous conversation because you wanna know what the institution may be thinking about this issue in what kind of solutions have they thought about? Maybe they haven't thought of any solutions. Maybe you are bringing the solution to this healthcare institution. So the way you would start a courageous conversation is really gathering facts. You always wanna have facts or objective data. We all know about objective data, right? Cause we all do our soap notes, right? Objective data. So you wanna have facts. You never want to start a courageous conversation just based on subjective things. Subjective data is part of it, but you also want to, you want to, you always want to lead with facts first. So a fact about stress is that in the research, it shows that an example, 83% of nurses in the ICU are stressed right? And then what you want to do on top of that is you want to tell your personal experience. So how has this topic of stress, how has it been impacting you personally? So this is where you want to get into your personal story. How has this topic impacted you? How have you experienced, for our example, stress? How has it impacted you personally, professionally? Then you want to leave room for the person you're talking to, to voice their concern. How do they see things? So it's not just about you providing information. It really is a two-way conversation.
0: Are you feeling stressed or
1: overwhelmed in your personal or professional life? If like so many of us, the answer is yes, register for the free Stress Solution Series to learn how to craft your very own personalized stress blueprint. On March 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Secure your spot at www.stresssolutionseries.com. So I'll let Michelle come in and, and, you know, join the conversation about Courageous Conversations. Michelle, what are your thoughts on having Courageous Conversations with leaders? Wendy, that's a big topic. <laughs> I'm transitioning here.
2: Yeah. Um. I'm getting a lot of a zen <laughs> talking about <laughs> Um I think for me it is um a necessary thing to have courageous conversations because it um keeps myself accountable but it keeps my leaders accountable. And if they know that people are going to ask the hard questions um I think it changes the way that they do things. I think it changes the way that leaders make decisions because they know that they're going to be held accountable. Um, When the courageous conversations aren't being held, or when they're, when you don't come out and say exactly what you're feeling or thinking, right, there's no change, instead of grumbling and moaning about things, in order for you to see change, it's, it's having these conversations, they are hard, and in the beginning it seems weird, right, it seems like you're stepping out of your zone, but once you start having them they get easier.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, and and I always think about creative conversations in terms of it's not the what, but it's the how. It's how you really mm-hmm. approach it, um, and that how can get you so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I was saying, you know, it's about really having objective and subjective information because many times uh, we lead with subjective and our feelings and this and that, but uh, people don't always hear that. But you you mm-hmm. have to um, layer it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was also saying, you got to leave room for the other person to share their perspective. So it's a conversation. It's just not you like, this is it. And this is the problem. And um, it's always good to come with solutions. Like coming in
2: with thought, but also being open to hear where the other person is coming from, because maybe maybe it's something that you haven't even thought of. Um, And maybe it's not a solution that you can come to right away during that conversation. Like maybe... Both parties have to go back and think about it, but you know the conversation was started.
1: Yeah, and, and I would say to that point when conversations are started and kind of Put on ice, so to speak, or put on pause, make sure you have a date where you're going to readdress it. Because many times things get lost. It's like, oh, we'll talk about it later. Well, when is later? (laughs) You know, uh, things definitely get lost with time and people getting busy. But if you're having the courageous conversation, then it's definitely needed. And like Michelle was saying, that accountability is so important. Michelle, when was your last courageous conversation? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. This week.
2: This week, and I hmm trying to do it with grace, right? And um, again, being open and willing to hear what the other party has to say is so hard, but so important. And also, I think checking your attitude before you even go, because if you go in hot and heavy, you're going to come off hot and heavy. And then it's not going to be received well. But if you go in with, okay, I I know that I'm advocating for myself and my fellow employees. And um, I know that what I'm asking for is right. And yes, I'm willing to hear um, another side. And I'm willing to, to talk it out. Going in with that attitude or that mindset really shifts the conversation, because I've had some conversations where I was like, nope, this is going to be the way, and I don't accept any answers, and it was a disaster, and I walked out feeling awful, but then I've had conversations, especially this week, where I was open, right, to hearing the other side and hearing other
1: possibilities. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point about prepping yourself ahead of time, and going in with an open mind can definitely change how that whole conversation goes. Because also when you prep yourself, you're priming yourself to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important when you're talking about courageous conversations and, and not just going at a dump, but you're really going. It's a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's not just a you, 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 which is very easy when your your stress levels are high and you just kind of had it. That's why it's important to have courageous conversations before you you, you're about to blow up. Right. But yeah. And and I also think, you know, courageous conversations are important because they leave room for change. But also for you, it gives I I think about it in terms of development, personal development for yourself on, you know, being a leader. And I tell people all the time, everyone's a leader. You don't need a title to be a leader. But you having that conversation. You can be the, the catalyst to change for everyone, not just yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it's very, very, very important, especially now in nursing, there's so there's a lot of courageous conversations that need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, there's there's definitely a lot. Um and uh j- just with the pandemic and the the nursing shortage and how are people dealing with that? And what are we doing as nurses, but also what's the institution doing, right? Who's the advocate, what's going on? Because as employees, we have the right to know, right? Mm -hmm. And and that may be a start of just like a courageous conversation kind Mm -hmm. of happening. I remember being in practice, having a courageous conversation with a ER doctor. um, And I was pissed because I did not like the way I was being treated personally. And I said, "Can we talk? Can I have some of your time so we could talk?" You know, and but before I approached her, I talked to myself in my mind of how this is going to go. What what's the outcome? So it's really getting my feelings across and really getting an understanding of how she felt. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was I was nervous in a sense I didn't know how it was going to go. But I just told her, and 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 at that time, I did not go with facts. <laughs> I went with my feelings, but I was still level-headed. I I was definitely level-headed and I gave, well, I gave her some objective data. I gave her some examples. And then, uh, you know, since then we've been really good friends since then. So yeah, we've been okay. It just kind of breaks the ice, you know, when when you have those hard conversations. So, so Michelle, what would you leave people with um, in terms of having courageous conversations?
2: Um, I think something that you said was um, important when you said uh, we have a right to know. And I think that as nurses, I know for me, for the longest time, I didn't think that I had a right to know. I thought I went in, I worked, I did my job. I stayed under the radar. Right. But as, as nurses, and in order to have that healthy work environment, we do have that right and we need to honor that right by having and starting the conversation. Um, And if anybody tells you, no, you don't have that right, then that is like, (laughs) that is um, a starting point to start the conversations because I can remember telling my coworkers, oh no, don't do that, you know, just let's just keep going. Um, but now I'm, I'm much more open. So again, being open to, I think, like you said, advancing yourself, um, to put yourself out there, um, and it's going to feel really nerve wracking. Um, am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? No one's perfect in the beginning, but as you start having these conversations and you see the changes or you see even your practice changing, or how you interact with your fellow um, nurses, it, it will just empower you to do more, to say more, to know more, want to know more. I think that's just just to start.
1: Yeah, and and I think something else that that goes along with that. Uh, when you were talking, I was thinking about your advocate. So many times, if you have a, a leader who's an advocate and you know, they have your best interest at heart, right? It's kind of like, oh, well, I I know I'm good, right? Because I have that leader and I know that they're advocating for us. But what comes with that is the connection. So really questioning, not questioning, but assessing, do you have a connection with your leader, whoever that may be, right? Whether it's a personal leader or whether it's, you know, in the professional sense, your nurse manager, um, whoever, your clinical leader. Um, are you connected? Do they know uh, issues or problems that, that are happening? Or even good things that are happening, right? I mean, it doesn't have to just be be negative. A courageous conversation can be like, things are good, and I think we should do this to, you know, make it better. I mean, that's a creative You're trying to talk, you're talking about changing something, right? That can be a courageous conversation, too. It's not always negative. But I think connection is so important, when you start talking about advocacy and communicating, I think people talk about communicating a lot. Um, I like to talk about connecting. And I think of connecting as a way of getting to know each other. It's a uh, listening, speaking, listening, speaking, you know, not just yeah. giving information. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so with that, um, Michelle, any last words before we wrap up this episode?
2: No, go out and have those, start those conversations. Even if your voice
1: shakes, it
2: will get better. It will get better. Oh yeah, what do
1: they say? Even with knocking knees or something, what do they say? Do it with knees knocking. (laughs) (laughs) Wet everywhere. Yes, well, thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. And Michelle will be back next month. <laughs> for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, helps people think critically about women's health issues encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App, and that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.